It is time yet again to kick off the show by discussing the wickedly talented Anthony DeVolder.、Mm. Or sorry, the the card said George Santos. I don't know why I said Anthony DeVolder. A Travolta moment. Yeah, it's、uh, easy to get confused. But yeah, this man is the quintessential American success story. From humble beginnings in Brazil, George Santos pulled himself up by his bootstraps to come to the land of the free and eventually become the first openly gay Republican congressman.、Mm-hmm. Thing is,、uh, everything that happened between him being born and him being elected to Congress seems to have been either an outright lie or a lie of omission. Most of what he claimed about his background and resume seems to have been a lie, and the things that are actually true about him are all things that he's denied because they're either embarrassing or a very poor reflection on his character. For example, Santos proudly touted his experience running an animal rescue nonprofit when it turns out Friends of Pets United. Never actually properly registered as a nonprofit, and seems to have been just a way for Santos to raise money for animal lovers that he would then just spend on himself. It's a great grift.、Uh, in at least one case, he allegedly offered his services to help a homeless veteran raise money for his service dog's cancer treatment. Money that mostly came from the homeless veteran's own friends and family, and then Santos just let that dog die. The FBI is apparently now looking into Friends of Pets United for this potential crime and any others that Santos may have、uh, and probably did commit while ostensibly running a charity. And this week we've got yet another story involving George Santos and dogs. Oh no! Oh God! So yeah, first there's this from Politico. Representative George Santos was charged with theft in Pennsylvania's Amish country in 2017 after a series of bad checks were written in his name to dog breeders, according to the court and a lawyer friend who helped him address the charge. Just days after $15,125 in checks were made out for puppies, according to the memo lines, Santos held an adoption event at a Staten Island pet store with his animal rescue charity, Friends of Pets United, according to the store's Instagram account and a person who attended the event. The charge was dismissed and his record expunged after Santos claimed someone had stolen his checkbook, according to the court and the lawyer. What year is it? Even if this、uh, obviously this is in the past, but like, who has a checkbook? I mean, I, I keep mine around. I, especially... In a place where it could get stolen? No, absolutely exactly. not. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, I guess people that do have checkbooks, you would keep them at home.、Uh, I, I don't know. 2017. Did we have Venmo yet? Yeah. Did we have PayPal yet? Yeah. Yeah. It just seems、did、strange. Did we have Zelle? Very yes. Very antiquated.、Uh, a weird excuse, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I just also, keep getting all these checkbooks, and they just keep getting stolen. Oh, jeez. Also, the weirdest grift of being like, first of all, if you're supporting like, you know, animals. Finding homes and not being bred to the point where they are unable to find homes in some cases, or less desirable dogs,、yeah. uh, and then just like buying all of those to only pivot towards an animal rescue event. Well, it he, seems he weird. Dogs quick. He needed them quick, and he needed them cheap. Yeah, gratis. Yeah, and he needed、uh, some victims that、uh, can't call the police because they ain't got no phone. It's like a Ponzi scheme with pets. They were like, "Oh, I promised to do this animal charity thing, but I don't have any." Rescue animals. Yeah. So I'm going to go buy these、uh, just to save face, and I'll deal with the repercussions. I told my checkbook was stolen. Not every animal has to be a rescue. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's so it's bad enough that George Santos allegedly ripped off some Amish dog breeders with bad checks. But purchasing dogs from breeders to sell as rescue dogs isn't even how animal rescue <laughs> is supposed to work. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> Though I guess you could possibly argue that by essentially stealing from the Amish, he was doing some praxis. So there you go. 
You got to really show those Amish. Sorry, no rum springer for us this yeah. year. <laughs> we don't have any real money. Next time you you old-timey people try breeding a dog, you think about that time that George Santos got the better of you. Yeah, well, we can keep busy by building three barns in one afternoon. That's right. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this story gets even weirder when you get into how Santos managed to weasel his way out of this. When cops eventually served Santos with a warrant three years later, he called up an old acquaintance who was a lawyer and asked for her help, explaining that his checkbook had actually been stolen back in 2017 and he'd immediately canceled all those checks. So it must have been the check thief who fraudulently, fraudulently purchased all those dogs just days before George Santos held a dog adoption event. I mean, it's 50% of the population that loves dogs. So, and hates uh, the Amish. Right. Yeah. It wasn't so much that someone had acquired these dogs, but that they were ripping off the Amish. Yeah, the Amish, uh, for too long, they've had it too easy. Always slowing down traffic with yeah. those buggies. Is this a fucking parade? Mm. Yeah. Anyways, that friend emailed a Pennsylvania state trooper explaining Santos' supposed alibi and backed it up with images of the bad checks, showing different signatures on all the checks, so clearly it wasn't George Santos. <laughs> yeah. um, this seems to have worked without the cops seemingly ever checking if the handwriting on the, the checks themselves matched Santos's handwriting or showed the dog breeders a picture of Santos and asked if this was the guy that ripped them off. I, I guess. No, that guy had a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been him. Yeah, uh-uh. Uh, it's also interesting that despite most checks having a name and address in the top left corner, these checks just have a name. Don't think I've ever seen that in my life. Seems a bit odd. I can't remember the last time I saw an actual check, so there you go. Anyways, assuming Santos did actually do all this, and I'm leaning towards yes, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty epic scammer move to report your own checkbook stolen and then commit check fraud with those same checks. Yeah. I, I, that would have never even occurred to me, but um, I don't have the mind of a scammer. That's true. Uh, and you also don't have your picture up at every supermarket in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Do not serve this man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this week, the New York Times also published a deep dive into Santos's animal charity days, and it opens with this. Money had come in from raffles and sales of gift baskets. A few pets had found new homes. All in all, the pet adoption charity event at a pet oasis store on Staten Island had been a success. But then the charity's leader made an odd request. He insisted that the store owner give him the proceeds in a check made out to his name, Anthony DeVolder. The, the owner refused and made the check payable to the charity, Friends of Pets United. Days later, when he looked at his bank records, he noticed that the check had been altered. <laughs> the charity's name had been blotted out. Quote, when it cashed, it was crossed out and it had Anthony DeVolder written on it. The owner, Daniel Avisado, said. So, yeah, this guy. Literal fraud. And in, in the case of Pennsylvania, if he crossed state lines, like I would assume that that's, uh, I think that might fall under the jurisdiction, oddly enough, of the U.S. Postal Service, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it might. I think you're right, actually. Or like the U.S. It might fall under the, the might fall under like the uh, the Secret Service or the U.S. Postal Service because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it involves. Well, when you spread the crimes around, uh, you know it's harder for them to. These track, are all, like, but he's been doing shit like this for his whole fucking life. He could have he could have lived a whole lifetime of scamming across the land, but he, he decided to run for Congress. He's you know it's like Dr. Malachi Love Robinson, except George Santos seemingly only committed like just blatant lies that have no criminality to them or financial fraud, which but, well, is in America, you know, slap on the wrist. Dr. Love, like any teenager, you know, he took things too far. He didn't ease into it like mm -hmm. George DeVolder. You stay, you, you do crimes that remained just under the radar where a cop, a lazy cop, is 
really not going to want to put much thought into like a couple hundred dollars here or there uh, ending up in in some scammer's pockets. Yeah, George, uh, George Santos did white collar crime. Uh, Dr. Love thought he was doing white collar crime because he was literally wearing a white collar. Yeah, that's true. And uh, therefore the penalties would be less. So, But uh, yeah, Santos had previously been accused of holding charity events and just never giving the proceeds to the person or the group that the event was raising money for. Uh, and the Time story includes yet another example of that. It involves a woman named Andrea Dos Santos. Oh, two. Two Santos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unrelated, who was the vet tech who recommended that the veteran with the sick dog, Richard Oslop, reach out to George Santos for help, which he now regrets uh, making that suggestion. I would say so. Uh, Andrea Dos Santos seems to have genuinely believed in Santos and in Friends of Pets United, but that changed when she, too, was ripped off. From the article... In 2017, Friends of Pets United held an event to benefit a farm in New Jersey owned by Miss Dos Santos. The organization said it planned to use the farm for rescue operations. Ms. Dos Santos, who said she was out of touch with Mr. Ostoff and did not know about his interactions with Mr. Santos, said that Mr. Santos told her that he could help raise money to repair her barn and build fences for a private sanctuary for abused animals. So she agreed to host an event at the farm, soliciting donations from friends and laying out her own money for refreshments, she said. You know, the Amish, they, they raise barns. Mm -hmm. But out here in the real world, we... Uh... We do things a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, it continues. For $50, guests to the farm would get live music, drinks, and barbecue. Dozens of people came, according to Ms. Dos Santos and another person who attended. And the turnout raised Ms. Dos Santos's hopes. A GoFundMe page for the event raised $2,165. But after the event, Mr. Santos, who had handled all the money, was hard to reach, Ms. Dos Santos said. It was excuse after excuse after excuse, Ms. Dos Santos said, adding that she never received the money. In their final conversation, Ms. Dos Santos remembers issuing a warning. Karma's gonna get you, I said, and if it does, you're going to remember me, because you are going to deserve everything you are going to get. Oh, what, are you the karma police? Arrest this man. <laughs> But of course, pet charity scams are just one aspect of George Santos's multiverse of lies. He is everything, everywhere, yeah. and all at once. And another aspect that's a lot more fun than the dog charity stuff, which again, I have to reiterate, the the perfect name for a fake animal rescue charity. Faux poo. It has shirts <laughs> Yeah, but just like Friends of Pets United, it already sounds like a super yeah, pack name. It does. So he was prepping himself for politics. Paid for by Friends of Pets United. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Koch brothers were behind Friends of Pets United. <laughs> and uh, not very friendly towards pets, if you ask me. No. Quite, quite the opposite of uh, their namesake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but another, uh, another aspect that's a lot more fun than the dog charity stuff is the lies that he told seemingly compulsively for no other reason than to lie. Here's Rolling Stone with a new one of those. Disgraced, rep disgraced, already. <laughs> disgraced representative George Santos has been acting out a fantasy life for years, but his latest lie puts him directly in the theater. Sources tell Bloomberg that the Long Island congressman courted donors by falsely claiming he had been a producer on Broadway's disastrous <laughs> Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark musical. The musical, which made its debut in 2011 and ended its run in 2014, was widely considered a major flop. Why? Why did Santos select that particular show as the basis for his imaginary Broadway career? We don't know. <laughs> it was like the one where like, even in like rehearsals and then when the show debuted, they People were like, like every, getting injured. Yeah, every cast member was like breaking bones, getting concussions. Like they're just like, we're gonna do Cirque du Soleil uh, mixed with like, they're gonna be singing while they're swinging. 
Yeah. Um, and it's going to cost $100 million. Just being jerked all and around we got, the stage. We got Bono in the edge writing all the music. It's, uh, it's going to be epic, folks. And also, we're just going to change a bunch of the Spider-Man backstory because we don't really give a shit about superheroes. Uh, you know. I do love, specifically, like, Broadway... With the music musicals that just pander to the lowest common denominator, like, I came here for two things. To see the Big Apple, Times Square, of course. That's what I'm talking about. Times Square and Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical. Yeah. And then, and then if there's time, Beetlejuice, the musical. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. A right. stonking good time, as far as I've read. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, Netflix just released the Matilda musical. So it's... The movie based on the musical, based on the Roald Dahl book, uh-huh. and um, it's not as good as the the Danny DeVito one from the well, 90s. Well, what could ever top that? Yeah, and that one didn't need music. It no. was just good as it was. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Santos was definitely not involved with the Spider-Man musical. The show's actual producers deny knowing him, and his name isn't listed anywhere in association with it. Also, during the mu- musical's run, he was working at a Dish Network call center. Hmm. So that would have been, I mean, a lot of people have more multiple jobs these days, but that would have been hard. Yeah, well, also, you have the baggage of uh, nearly killing all of the actors on stage through wire harness mishaps, so right. maybe Dish Network is the place you end up. So, yeah, it's a lie, but it's still a pretty weird one, considering how disastrously bad this specific musical was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stunt work involved in bringing Spider-Man, a superhero who is never on the ground, to the stage resulted in numerous cast injuries and hospitalizations. The $75 million budget was by far the biggest for any Broadway musical ever. The reviews were overwhelmingly negative, and plans for a national tour failed to materialize. It is the biggest disaster in musical theater history, so why lie about being a producer on it? Just cause, I guess. Yeah. Had to do it to him. Also, I worked on Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. I was in Independence Day and Independence Day 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, the man, he... Uh, Prolific. He, he belongs in the entertainment industry. Yes, he's a charlatan. He would have done great. This guy would have made a great... Um, well, he would have He would have made a terrible like agent or manager. He mm-hmm. would have screwed over a bunch of people. Yes. But um, like fundraising for projects? Yeah. Well, he did kind of do that. It was just even more nefarious than crappy theater right. or film projects. But the rules for raising money to fund uh, films are a lot less strict than the rules of raising money to fund, uh, you know, political campaigns. Yeah, but he doesn't care either way. There's so no FEC <laughs> for Hollywood. Uh, maybe he watched, like, uh, the producers and was like, that's the ticket. I'll claim that I'm the producer of the worst musical in town. Right, and then a I can, musical I can so write bad. that off for the rest of my life. A musical so bad that no one will ever second guess my claim. Or ask for tickets to it. Yeah, yeah. No one would ever claim that. That's a shameful thing. So we're just gonna we're just gonna assume he's telling the truth. As an idiot, I can think like an idiot. Yeah, saying you worked on the Spider-Man musical it, it clears role, you of any. That's uh, like requests. saying you have HPV. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm gonna assume you're telling the truth. Oh, where do you work? Uh, the sewage treatment plant. Want to come take a smell? No, no thanks. I'll, I'll take, take your word for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you can put George Santos's many lies into two categories. Stuff that's mostly just funny for someone to lie about, and stuff <laughs> that are crimes and a lot less funny. Uh, this next bit falls into that second category. And wildly enough, it happened after George Santos was already being outed for all of his other stuff. Here's the New York Times. A prospective congressional aide has accused Representative George Santos of ethics violations and sexual harassment, according to a letter the man sent to the House Committee on Ethics and posted to Twitter on Friday. 
The man, Derek Myers, briefly worked in Mr. Santos's office before his job offer was rescinded earlier this week, according to the letter. Mr. Myers said in the letter that he was alone with Mr. Santos in his office on January 25th when the congressman asked him whether he had a profile on Grindr, a popular gay dating app. Then, he said, Mr. Santos invited him to karaoke and touched his groin, assuring him that his husband was out of town. Uh, pretty wild move to make when, like, you are in the midst of just everything falling apart around you. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of non-consensual groping. Throw it on the pile. I'm gonna grab the, the, the dick of this guy that I, like, just hired to work in my office. Give him a taste of the Santos uh, way we do things here. He's doing an any, pl- uh, any percent speed run on all uh, potential misgivings in politics. This man has been in office for a month. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know who he was two months ago. It is insane. And that's the problem. Yeah. He has uh, 23 months left of his term. So God knows what else he can get up to. Uh, even while everyone, all eyes are on him. He doesn't seem to care. Any one of us in his situation would lay low. And he's like, ah, did you also do a little bit of groping? They, I, this is also, like, I guess, kind of not like it doesn't it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But like someone asked like Kevin McCarthy, like, hey, are you inviting George Santos into the meeting on like China and surveillance and stuff? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, sure, we'll invite him. And then they're like, uh, you know, minutes later. Uh, so are you going to the uh, meeting on uh, Chinese, whatever? And he's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Santos so, said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not bringing him in a room where the classified material might be discussed. Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like weird things have happened. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he also... found, by the way, they found one classified document at Pence's house. Okay. So if, for everyone keeping tally, uh, they the classified documents are still just out there willy-nilly. So you can trade one classified document for five gems, and then with those mm-hmm. five gems... You can uh, you can tweet five times. See, the problem with uh, with uh, uh, Pence was that he didn't use the mutant serum on the yeah. classified documents and un and declassify them. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, moving on now to another politician known for non-consensual groin grabbing, former President Donald Trump. He's of course ready to get back in that White House as soon as possible, and honestly, his chances of that happening seem decent enough to worry about. But the 2024 election is 21 months away, and a lot can happen between now and then. And what's happening already is that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is winning over a lot of diehard MAGA loyalists as their top pick for the next Republican nominee. In fact, in a poll released this week, DeSantis actually comes out ahead of Trump, 53% to 40%, in a head-to-head showdown among Republican voters. That same poll also found that among Republicans, DeSantis has bigger favorability ratings, 80% versus 74%, and less unfavorability, 6% versus Trump's 18%. Polls do say the darndest things sometimes, so take this all with a grain of salt, those pesky poll numbers. Mm. Uh, But this this polling does reflect an apparent reality. It's going to come down to one of these two, and it's going to be closer than you would have thought. But that doesn't mean Trump's holding back. No, sir. Oh, He's coming out of the gate no. real strong. Yeah, so Trump, of course, does not like how this is shaping up. He doesn't like it one bit. And his reasons, they might be extremely petty. But the dude does kind of have a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current Republican Party is a party built in Trump's image. And there would be no Ron DeSantis without Donald Trump. DeSantis ran for governor of Florida explicitly as a MAGA candidate. And Trump's strong endorsement of him definitely helped him land the job. So in Trump's eyes, this guy who owes everything to Trump, who's starting to even act like Trump in public, talk like him, move like him. The hand gestures are 
haunting. This guy's gonna try to screw Trump out of becoming president again? How disloyal. Lick the boots. Never mind that DeSantis hasn't even declared any sort of intention to run yet. The fact that people clearly want him to has Trump all in his feelings. Of course, the people who want DeSantis to run are also very, very disloyal themselves. Naughty, naughty. People like Charlie Kirk and his Turning Point USA organization, which grew out of the MAGA movement and has close ties to Donald Trump Jr. They've been cozying up to DeSantis, and according to a Trump advisor who spoke to NBC News, Trump feels like he has made Charlie, and Charlie's ungrateful, and Trump's not been happy for a while. He's like, you call him and you tell him he'd be nothing without my son. I see that Kirk's trying to cover all his bases, trying to triangulate between Trump and DeSantis, and Ron may not care, but Trump notices. This is the pettiest man in the history of petty people. Uh, he's a very, he's a sassy bitch who loves drama. He's messy. Well, also, um, like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, in Trump's mindset, you see the image, the, the famous image of DeSantis uh, touring the hurricane damage uh, alongside Joe Biden. With those big stupid boots. He looks like a goober. Look, like, yeah, <laughs> looking like a fisherman who just bought all his gear down like, at uh, the store. It and, has to offend Trump that like this guy yeah. is who the party is leaning towards. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's I mean, it, it is hilarious seeing that, uh, he, obviously Trump was always only in this for himself. Yes. So most other Republicans, and the, the way it's always worked, is you don't talk too much shit on your own people. Like, you disagree Trump here. Trump threw that out the window. Yeah, and, and that's the whole reason he fucking won. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Trump has recently decided to preemptively attack DeSantis for coming for the throne. He's been he's called him Ron DeSanctimonious at a rally. Incredible name. He called him a rhino globalist on Truth Social. And most recently, kind of just straight up called Ron DeSantis a groomer. Let this man oh, cook. Oh, baby, let them cook. Let them cook, let them fight. I love, I love the response images of, it's like, what is it, Woody holding back Buzz? Yeah. <laughs> let him cook. <laughs> this man's on to something. You just let him go. So on Truth Social, Trump retruthed a post featuring a photo of young Ron DeSantis partying with his own students while working as a high school teacher. A real photo, by the way. Adding the caption, no way. <laughs> No way. <laughs> <laughs> just, I love how you can interpret it in so many ways because it's just no text. Way. No way. No way. <laughs> huh. uh, he followed that up with another retruth of a post featuring the same photo, but with the caption, here is Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school Jesus. girls with alcohol as a teacher, with Trump adding, that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. Wild. Wild. It's like he just got like the first like uh, oppo research. And just like peeled off the front page and was like, we're, go we're going with this Oh, one. baby, I'm back. Yeah. I've got the juice back in me. That He's probably, that's why he's been so quiet for so long. He didn't have the uh, opposition research. And now yeah. he's starting to get all like the good. He's getting, he's like, it's like tabloids. He's been in his like Baron Harkonnen like bath, mm -hmm. uh, recovering from 2020. Been feeding like oppo research through his pores. And uh, it, folks, he's back. He's stronger than ever. Yeah. And he has like a, a, a great brand new friend in Silk. Who he just met? That's right. Yes. I didn't I know did. they were sisters, by the way. Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, just thought they were friends. Well, now Donald Trump well, it, is it, a brother. It just makes it so much funnier that, like, his whole bit about how the funeral was taking too long and how he had just met Silk, it, it actually adds to the ridiculousness of it that it's her fucking sister. Yeah. Because uh, she undoubtedly took it extremely personally. I don't think she cared. I think just being in Trump's presence was enough. It's just you know what you're getting. It's just so odd that the crowd was laughing and cheering at his jokes about the funeral. Right. 
probably the highlight of the whole thing. Funerals aren't fun, but look at this. Our favorite person up there talking here, shit. Here comes the fat court jester to yeah. make us all laugh during yeah. the funeral. Anyways, DeSantis, for his part, uh, responded to reporters who asked about this with, I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. Weak. Also, not entirely true. But uh, <laughs> in any other reality, it would be a good stance for a politician to take. But Trump won in 2016 thanks to, in large part, basically bullying all other Republican nominees. And uh, DeSantis sounding a lot like Jeb here. Ooh, Do you remember when Jeb uh, is a mess? Was it Herman Cain or was it uh, Ted Cruz? Where like during like one of the debates, Trump like shoved him out of the way and like walked out on the stage before him. Oh, uh, it's Ben Carson. Ben I think. Carson. Okay, Herman Cain died. He did. Yes, and I don't think he ran in 2016. He ran mm. in uh, 2008, mm. maybe 2012. In any case, yeah, his Trump, his whole reason that he won the. The primary and the debates was he was just like mouthing off to all these other guys yes. who all like had the enough decorum. These are all lifelong politicians. They're like, well, I can't talk too much shit. But Trump didn't care. And that's what people loved about him. Yeah. The, Ted Cruz would be like, well, my take on like the uh, war in Afghanistan is this. And then Trump would go, your wife's an ugly yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> take that, you stupid idiot. Tell that horse face wife of yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And everyone loved the cut of his jib. So how's that going to fucking work if... Trump and DeSantis are on a debate stage together. It's going to be glorious. DeSantis seems to just corn cob. He's not good. Yeah. He's, uh, and he doesn't have the stage presence. He doesn't have the juice. That's true. He doesn't have the sauce either. He is, uh, you know, he's saying all these things that these people like. He's like, yeah, and F Florida will never ban gas stoves. All right, cool. Okay, buddy. Florida will ban every children's book ever written, though. We're doing that. Also, they're, like, taking over the uh, operations, like, of the Disney, like, area from Disney, who was paying for all of it. Hmm. And uh, so that's going to get, you know, presumably passed along to the Floridian taxpayers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, anyways, uh, it would have been nice if those same reporters who asked DeSantis about Trump calling him a groomer... If they had asked DeSantis why he was partying with teenagers when he was in his 20s, um, I'd like to hear his answer to that. But I'm one of the cool teachers. But again, we've got 21 months, folks. Things are only going to get more heated. Let them fight. Yes. And their fans are fighting, too. It's so funny. Like, all these Republicans, like, they responded on Twitter. They're, like, with pictures of Trump and Jeffrey Epstein, which is hilarious because these are all people that, like, loved Trump up until, like, a week ago. Mm-hmm. And we're totally fine well, with the, the Epstein Association. In the in the uh, more, not I guess not so underground uh, spaces of dark money. And I guess in this point, not so dark money anymore. But uh, the Koch brothers have pretty much come out in support of pushing DeSantis as the 2024. He's easier to control. He's like, he's actually in it for ideological reasons. Mm -hmm. Trump is only in it for himself. Yes. And for a long time that worked out for all these other people <laughs> but like yeah i if if for them like desantis seems like a much more effective uh vessel for all of their uh wants and desires it'll be interesting so it makes to sense. see but can he win mm. the both like the media apparatus and the gop seeing what they do with trump because at this point he's only going to be like a spoiler candidate who goes on stage and brutally like airs out the laundry of every other Republican candidate, which is great. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. He also weirdly during the State of the Union was like posting truths, like kind of being positive towards Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah he, he did really, really well weird. tonight. Yeah. yeah. His wife looks great. It's good, it's good to see such a, uh, you know, people, you know, it's hard out there, folks. I was there. I've been there. <laughs> you won't believe it. Trump actually took his meds this morning. Yeah, that would be funny. Mm-hmm. Or he just stop, stopped taking his, his meds. Yeah, he's Which, off the amphetamines He's off now. the amphetamines. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from political fights to actual fights on the battlefield, the Taliban has found itself in a situation where, after finally getting everything they wanted, they no longer have to do much fighting. And that's apparently made a lot of Taliban members very bored. I mean, sure, there was that fun little honeymoon period where they, they all got to go out of the duck boats and ride amusement park rides. But the monotony of actually running a country simply cannot compare to the excitement of battle. It's just not the same. The website AfghanistanAnalyst.org recently interviewed several young former Taliban fighters from the outer provinces about their new lives in Kabul. And Vice summed up the best parts like this one. I sometimes miss the jihad life for all the good things it had, said 25-year-old Abdul Nafi. In our ministry, there's little work for me to do. Therefore, I spend most of my time on Twitter. (laughs) He's just like me. Uh, We're connected to speedy Wi-Fi and internet. Many mujahideen, including me, are addicted to the internet, especially Twitter. The Taliban, they're just like us. They're just like us. Uh, Here's another guy. Huzaifa, a former sniper, said life was simple and free during jihad. All we had to deal with was making plans for attacks against the enemy and for retreating, he said. People didn't expect much from us, and we had little responsibility towards them. Whereas now, if someone is hungry, he deems us directly responsible for that. The Taliban used to be free of restrictions, but now we sit in one place, behind a desk and a computer, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Life's become so wearisome. You do the same things every day. Being away from the family has only doubled the problem. Here's another one. A man named Kamran also lamented office life. I'm sort of happy with my job, but I often miss the time of jihad. During that time, every minute of our life was counted as worship, he said. We used to live among the people. Many of us have now caged ourselves in our offices and palaces, abandoning that simple life. I'm very concerned about our mujahideen. The real test and challenge was not during the jihad. Rather, it's now. At that time, it was simple. But now things are much more complicated. We are tested by cars, positions, wealth, and women. Many of our mujahideen, God forbid, have fallen into these seemingly sweet but actually bitter traps. Man. Make Afghanistan great again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this is a real shame. This is the power of uh, nostalgia and hindsight with every political movement. You, if you do end up getting what you want, there's Shit, nothing to do. do. I, what do I do now? Yeah. My entire motivation has gone away. I didn't really plan for what would happen afterwards. Well, I guess we should go ride the bumper cars again. Yeah. It's like uh, a bit of a spoiler, but the, the the final scene of Fargo season two is basically this. It's like mm. a, a guy who's just like, you know, killed people left and right, just really like sacrificed, worked his ass off. And uh, he gets his promotion and just gets put behind a desk. And he's like, all right, well, got what I wanted. Got that promotion. Time to type up some reports. That's why they need Walmart. They could all be greeters. Just yeah. Like here in America, when you've uh, when you got no more juice left. You go be a greeter at Walmart to pass the time and keep that uh, that brain busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they don't have Walmart. Are we sure? They yeah. seem like a pretty expansive they, company. They might have had a, a Walmart. Uh, we have Sam's even. Club in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Members only. So, yeah, I mean, as Andy Bernard said in the office, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. And uh, I'm sure these Taliban fighters are feeling that. It's a, it's a great quote yeah. that applies to most people's lives and even the Taliban. Careful what you wish for. What they need to do is they need to send over a bunch of guitars, 
and some Springsteen yeah. and uh, some other stuff. And we're going to get like the Taliban version of Glory Days, Taliban version of uh, Summer of 69. Mm-hmm. Need to have these guys channel their nostalgia into their art. They should do like when Republicans finally got everything they wanted in the 80s. Just ship a bunch of cocaine over there and uh, and just uh, build, a, build a new stock market and let them go nuts. I mean, they already have like the biggest poppy fields it's in the, the opposite. world. It's the opposite. Yeah, thing. maybe switch things up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do a little like, exchange program between Afghanistan and Colombia where we send coca for poppy, yeah. poppy for coca. We mix it up. Yeah. I miss <laughs> the old earth. I miss the Silk Road. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, before we move on to the headlines half of the show, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. Very legal, very cool. Very legal and cool. We mm-hmm. both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it solves the very annoying problem of getting all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs without having to buy a bunch of different supplement pills that you have to remember to take every morning. Glug, glug, glug. AG1 is just one scoop of powder in water and it tastes great and it makes you feel good. It can be hard to know where to even start with supplements or who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind, making it easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients which support your immune system, digestion, mood, energy, and even your hair, skin, and fingernails. AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee. It's made me regular. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash weird. That is athleticgreens.com slash weird. Check it out. And this episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get HelloFresh and skip that extra trip to the grocery store and the long checkout lines. Spend more time doing the things you love with delicious chef-crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep. HelloFresh now has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you can say bye-bye to your recipe ruts and treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. During the colder months, we especially love HelloFresh's hearty soups, stews, and chilies, which usually only require one pot. And on next week's menu, they've got the one-pot Tunisian spiced chicken stew with zucchini and fresh parsley, and the Hall of Fame one-pot black bean and pepper soup, which is also available with turkey or beef. I recently had the ramen again, and I'm getting better and quicker at making it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time, I put so much spice in it because it was a real oh, yeah. cold night, and uh, it was really, really good. So, uh, but be careful. A little goes a long way. I do like how HelloFresh usually gives you more than it calls for with yeah. the spicier stuff. And they're like, use your ju- use your own judgment. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, I will. I pour the whole damn thing in. I'm judge, jury, and executioner of my bowels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And HelloFresh now owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors. So with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is something for everyone. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird65 and use code WeeklyWeird65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that is 65% off plus free shipping by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird65 and using code WeeklyWeird65. And now, it's the half of the show. The back half. The back nine. We're on the back nine here. And we're going to look at some funny headlines from all around the world, but mostly America. (laughs) Starting with... Texas man arrested for stealing two monkeys from Dallas Zoo says he'll do it again if released. Court documents show. So yeah, they, I'll fucking do it again. The, the zoo saga that we first covered a couple weeks back, they, they caught the guy really fast. Uh, I've been waiting for more information about the guy because 
You steal some monkeys from a zoo, there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah. Um, it's not a casual... Probably not your first rodeo. And, uh, yeah, no, this man, um, he's been stealing lots of animals. He's been robbing this zoo repeatedly. He's mostly been stealing, like, feed and, like... To feed the animals back at the apartment. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have any, like, especially cool animals at his apartment. He had these monkeys and, like, some pigeons and a couple exotic fish. Um, the way that he was... Also, he stole these monkeys in the middle of the night and uh, took them home taking the subway or the tram. So but I, who's going to question someone with monkeys? Right. It's, and it's Texas, too. No one's using the public transportation. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's there just you him go. and those monkeys. They got their own train car. Yeah. But uh, he... They caught him because he had previously just bothered all the zookeepers by asking way too many questions. And also... What time do you guys leave at night? Yeah. And also had been doing that at, like, an aquarium nearby, like other animal places. He was like a known person. So as soon as he showed up somewhere else, asking a lot of questions about the the animals, like they just called the cops. Like, I think it's the guy that stole the monkeys. Luckily got to him before he did a little Apple 1984 commercial on one of those aquariums. Smash! Free the fish. I didn't think this through. Yeah. Would have been a real mess. It would have. Would have been, well, happy that the mon monkeys are back, right? They're safe? They are safe. Well, that's great. And it's going to increase, I, I assume, the tourism to see the monkeys, the famous monkeys that were involved in a nationwide uh, scandal. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure dozens and dozens of people will show up to be like, hey, that's the monkey from the news. I mean, what is there to do in Dallas? Go see where JFK was shot? Yeah. Go to take, the, take a picture on the X? Do they still have the Deep Ellum venue? I don't know. Been a while. But yeah. Deep Eddie? Deep Ellum? Something like that. Uh, been a while. I've never been. I think Vince Neil has a strip club there. He used to. I've been to DFW. Sucks. Don't need to go outside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of zoos, zoo says apes' mysterious pregnancy occurred through a glory hole. What? They have glory holes at the zoo? Not on purpose. Yeah. This is a zoo in Japan, and these are, again, these it's little... It's to separate the animals, but, like, keep them social? They had these little tiny monkeys, and they had this female monkey get pregnant, even though she hadn't been, uh, she hadn't been with any boy monkeys. Did they name it Mary? Uh, they should have. Well, the, the baby would have been Jesus. But yes. It took them years. They they finally, they did a Maury Povich style, like, uh, they took DNA from all their other monkeys and uh, tried to find out who is the father. Did a chair get thrown? Um, no, they're too mm. small to throw chairs. But they figured out who it was, and then they started examining anywhere they might have made contact, and they realized that there was a one centimeter wide hole that they must have used... To mate, because yeah. that's how horny these monkeys were. Like a like a cat's head, if it can get through the hole, it's... Uh, I totally wonder good. if they separated them all in the first place, because otherwise they would have just been fucking 24-7, and they can't have little kids see that. Yeah, I don't know, but life finds a way, so... You ever be so horny that you, you fuck someone you can't even see through a hole in the wall? <laughs> Many people do. They, yeah, yes. it is a kink. Mm -hmm. But it's just wild to see it in the wild. Yeah, just like us. <laughs> apes, they're just like we us. We really did evolve from apes. Mm -hmm. In some ways, we haven't evolved at all. In some ways, we've devolved from apes. <laughs> yeah. Our glory hole's too big. Yeah. Too big. Killer whale moms are still supporting their adult sons, and it's costing them. <laughs> Losers. Yeah. Uh, this is a... a it's one... Sp there's three main, like, families of killer whales around the world that are all very different. I can't remember which one this is, but mm -hmm. uh, I think it's the Pacific Northwest one. But, uh... Yeah, uh, the mothers, if they have daughters, they leave eventually. If they have sons, they keep those sons around. It's like Lucille 
Bluth and uh, Buster Bluth. They do everything for them. They bring them food at like their own expense. They're the ones going and finding the fish and bringing it to their son. And it has an evolutionary purpose because eventually, after years, that son is well-fed. He's big. He's not all cut up from doing all the work. And he's a very attractive mate. So eventually, when it, probably when his mom dies, he will uh, you know, pass the genes on. Yeah. But a lot, in a lot of the Freud cases, should take a look at these uh, killer whales. In a lot of cases, after the mom dies, the 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 son dies not long after because he never learned how to like fend for himself. Yeah. Well, this is uh, kind of just sad. But again, animals just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially the you know, whales. They're they're very smart. Mm-hmm. They talk to each other. Mm-hmm. They got they got some things figured out. And those white marks, those aren't the eyes. The eyes are the little black yeah, beady things. That's a trick. Yeah. It's a trick they're playing it's on. It's a natural camouflage. Yeah. 700 pounds of acorns found stuffed by woodpeckers inside walls of California home. <laughs> yeah, they're like, there's like something shaky in the walls. They cut like a little just hole in the drywall and just endless Looks acorns. Looks like Chippendale like, were in there, yeah. <laughs> 700 pounds just kept coming. Uh, yeah, I guess because, uh, you know, woodpeckers, they store like, Store shit in holes. I, don't they just eat bugs out of the holes they uh I guess drill? they store nuts in there. Hmm. Um but yeah, they, they drilled a hole in this house and they're just like, oh geez, well I guess I gotta get another nut to put in this hole. So I guess someone else took it. That's another but they were all just falling into the drywall. That's the other thing. It's like the just like the Taliban, they just gotta keep busy. Yeah, they need a purpose. Yeah. We all need purposes. Once the the, the woodpecker has a whole wall full of nuts, it's like, what do I do now? Well, do what I do every day. Get more nuts and put them in a different wall. Yeah. Beautiful bird. And someday someone's going to cut a piece out of that drywall and they're going to be like, oh my God, I've never seen so many nuts in my life. And I'm going to feel I so proud. I just hit the jackpot. I'm going to feel so proud of myself. I can die happy after that. Yeah. Bill would ban the teaching of scientific theories in Montana schools. But why? Because they're theories? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, so obviously this is to get rid of the theory of evolution and yeah. the theory of, like, we only climate change. religious fact here. In but Indiana. it's like, the whole reason evolution is a theory is because it's, like, untestable. You can't, or I guess it could eventually be tested after, like, 10,000 fucking years, but uh, it's not possible right now. Literally, like, you but don't even have to like, read Darwin. You just look at, like, any modern documentary about an, a secluded island. Yeah, and no, like, how things evolve on those islands. The like the the big parts, the broad strokes of evolution are like absolutely one hundred percent demonstrably blatant. fucking true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like also, I mean, there's other. I think like gravitational force is still technically a theory because it's another thing. It's like we observe it, but like we can't fucking like actually prove it. So, um, and there's a lot of stuff in math. I think that's like. Actually, I don't know. Those are theorems which have been proven. Ah, but um, the most notably the Pythagor- Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, so this is going to go. Uh, I'm sure the, these kids are going to turn out great. There was also another school I can't remember where, but um, for their Black History Month lessons, they banned the kids from learning about anything before the year 1970, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Don't worry about it. Nothing. Nothing like, happened. Literally, like because the the old way was like just t- tell them about. Give them a very sanitized version of the MLK story uh, where MLK stopped racism and then everyone loves uh, MLK and the races lived in harmony. But like, they're like, well, if we tell them about M- MLK, they're going to start looking into it and maybe reading the stuff he said about how socialism is good mm-hmm. and how the Vietnam War was a mistake. So we're just going to make the cutoff 1970. So um, 
I don't know. What do they talk about? You saw that the the school again, once again, served chicken and waffles and watermelon on. Uh, I don't think it was. Yeah, it's it's a different school every year, but this happens every. It fucking was the year. it was the same distributor though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they might. Uh, here's the thing: they might be really good chicken and waffles. Yeah. It's just weird that it always happens on like the first day of Black History Month or like MLK Day or Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Maybe they serve it like once a week. Maybe maybe the odds are high that this is going to come across wrong. But um, I don't know. Well, d- at least so far this year, they haven't done any uh, slave auctions at school, which is another <laughs> yearly tradition. It's coming. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It's coming. Yeah. Missouri votes against banning children from carrying guns in public. You can't learn scientific theories. That's too dangerous for the minds of young children. But uh, open carrying a, a child size AR-15, just unsupervised by an adult, walking down the street, anywhere in Missouri. Uh, well, the only thing that can stop the a bad kid with a gun. I know. It's a good kid. It's uh, With a gun. And their logic behind this is so funny. They're just like, well, we can't prove that the kid's... You know, it's, it's wrong to assume that every kid walking down the street, open carrying a rifle, is like committing a crime. Much like, like the theory of evolution. Yeah. The theory of bad kids with guns. Yeah, we just haven't proven the connection yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're so fucked. Man eats chili pepper at Edmonton City Council meeting to prove climate change is not a huge issue. This is a, this is a new one. Yeah, it's a new one. Usually it's a piece of snow, and especially yeah. for Canada, you'd expect them to pull out a snowball and like, <laughs> I could sure use some of that global warming right now. Uh, no, this guy, he ate a pepper, and he's like, all right, so my mouth is getting warmer, slightly warmer, but I'll be fine. I can deal with it. Just like how they're saying, oh, one and a half degrees Celsius is going to change the world. Like, I'm pretty sure my mouth's feeling hotter than one and a half degrees Celsius. So, um, so yeah. Checkmate, scientists. Please ignore all of the massive, destructive natural disasters happening uh, at a increasingly rapid pace. That's just God being mad at us for focusing on global warming. We, sh- we should be focusing on, um, you know, bringing Jesus back through the rapture. Yeah. And that's because we're teaching science in schools. That's right. Yes. Theories. If it weren't for science, we wouldn't even know about these dumbass natural disasters. Evolution? That's a theory. Yeah. Noah's Ark? That's a, that's a fact, baby. (laughs) That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. Man who allegedly left a dead fish at the Goonies house rescued from rough seas near stolen yacht. Always something interesting happening in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, this guy had a little crime spree up in uh, British Columbia. Mostly like petty crimes, stealing cars, doing... Somehow made it across the border, through Washington, down to Oregon. He's like, hey, Goonies here, house. here in Astoria, <laughs> in Astoria, Oregon, uh, I'm going to ch- check out that Goonies house. Hey, there it is. I'm going to leave a dead fish on the doorstep for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then stole a yacht, drove it right into rough seas, had to be rescued by the Coast Guard in a rescue that's like one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. Like this giant yacht gets hit by a wave and flips over a full barrel roll and this lone coast guard guy is like swimming like fucking aquaman to save this uh this dude who stole the yacht pretty incredible and then they took him to the hospital didn't realize he had stolen the yacht and just let him go and they had to find him again he wasn't hard to find but uh the real real saga with this fella your honor my uh my client would like to do the truffle shuffle for the jury <laughs> you are free to go we love that movie we here love in that movie yeah it's, it springs in so much tourism uh-huh. most of it good yeah. Pro-gun lawyer shot with own weapon by MRI scanner dies. 
this, this is down in Brazil. I didn't realize they had like Second Amendment nuts down in Brazil, but mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. But this guy, he was with his mom who's getting an MRI and the doctor's like, again, just to be clear, an MRI machine uses magnets. So if you have any metal on you, you got to leave it outside the MRI room. Are we clear? Are we absolutely clear? And he's like, okay, buddy. I know my rights. And goes in there, and, like, the second they fire that thing up, like, his gun just, like, gets sucked, like, out of his pants just enough to angle right back at him and uh, pull the trigger. Yeah, single-handedly doing away with the uh, guns don't kill people, people do uh, theory. Just, uh, it's, it's, what do you call a bad miracle, as they said in that (laughs) that great movie? Nope. (laughs) Sure. Uh, a Chick-fil-A restaurant's traffic got so bad that city officials ordered it to be demolished and planned to build a new drive through only location. Did this happen in Southern California? Because we get it pretty bad. No. There's a... Uh, uh, yeah, the one on uh, Sunset, they should make it a... Uh, that one already has two lanes. I think it is a drive through only location. I don't know if there's anything I think there's a walk-up window. I haven't been there in forever. Right. But uh, it, it is weird that, like... And, and I, I know it's because of the uh, the traffic that already exists in these locations, but like that Chick Fil A is a block away from an In and Out, which also has nightmare traffic problems, and the one uh, in Burbank, the Chick Fil A, is like a couple blocks away from that uh, other the place that people go nuts for. I can't even remember the name. I don't know. It's another chicken place. Oh, Howlin' Rays? No, no, no. It's a nationwide one. Church's Chicken? No, I wish. Popeyes? It's another good one, but no. Uh. Uh, raisin canes. Oh, raisin canes. Well, no raisins there either, by the way. I've never been to a raisin canes. I went there to try it when they opened the, yeah. the Burbank location, and uh, I would uh, take a Zaxby's or uh, a Church's. Yeah, the Chick Fil A hype. I just don't really understand. Like, it's a great movie. Nope. <laughs> like, sorry, gays, but mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. But I, it's most of the time, it's like I'm not waiting fucking twenty five minutes for that shit. No. <laughs> you order online, you pick up. Yeah, I, I don't know. So it's waffle fries. They are delicious. They are good fries. The fries are better than the sandwiches, I would say. I don't know. The sandwiches are pretty damn good. They're fine. Yeah. Well, you never caught on to the Popeye's craze, and it's already gone. You can just walk in now. Who wants a chicken sandwich? You can just walk in and order. I did. I finally tried that Popeye's chicken sandwich like two years after the mm-hmm. hype, and I was like, this is not very good. That's actually. because <laughs> you didn't go during the hype, because uh, the, the conspiracy is that they were using like the best, most succulent chicken during yeah. the uh, hype phase. Maybe. I was, and then downgraded. I was sorely disappointed. I was like, this fucking sucks. This is like a chicken sandwich from any fast food restaurant. But those Cajun fries. Yeah, they're fine. I don't know. Um, you can hear reviews like this and more on uh, News of the Week or whatever that Re- guy's... Uh, yeah, Review Review Bra. Review Bra. Yeah. Yeah, he'll give you be- much better, more insightful, uh, you know, Reviews. There was a there was a Photoshop, and it was like immediately refuted because everyone sticks up for review bra because they should. Mm-hmm. He seems as wholesome as you could get, but there was like a doctored image going around of like him posing, and there's like a a, a, a rebel flag in the background. And stuff. <laughs> They're like, watch out who you're watching on YouTube, and like everyone's just like, this is fucking doctored. Yeah, that's come on, man. Yeah, leave the review bra alone. He's not a confederate. No, he just loves uh you know ham radio. And ham sandwiches. And eating what the people eat. <laughs> yes. And and critiquing it brutally sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. My disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> and my day is ruined. That was from Popeye's, the shrimp. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The popcorn shrimp or something. Yeah, it was some shrimp product. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. But don't worry. We have more episodes to fill out your day. We have uh, AMC offering just the dumbest option. And I saw the best... The best uh, uh, tip in our own comment section of what the CEO should have done. 
it was just raise the prices and, and then and then offer the yeah. discounted ones. It's just like you would have seemed actually benevolent. Yeah. Also, apparently, this is the a lot of people in Europe are saying like, "Oh, this is how movie tickets have been here for a while." I'm like, well, that "Sucks to be you." Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's certain advantages and disadvantages. We had a war guess... over this, and I will not allow this into my country. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, we had an episode about AI Seinfeld and why, if you check Twitch, it's not right. It's not running right now. What's what's that about? Huh. Hmm, weird. Well, Anyways, if you want to dig further, those are there. Those are up now. Uh, please, if you're not already, subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. Let's go for uh, 10,000 likes. 69,420 likes. Yeah. Yep. And leave a comment, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.